You ready? <laughs> this is the Grow Business yeah. Podcast with <laughs> Corey Mosley. <laughs> you didn't catch that part earlier. Uh, okay, good. You didn't catch the opening part. That's good. All some opening parts are not meant to be caught. <laughs> we had the hype, the hot mic conversation. We did have that. Seriously, yeah. So yeah. we want to stay off the, the hot mics here. Yeah. Um, Welcome to another episode of the Grow Business Podcast. We've already started. That's right. <laughs> and we've got some new things. We've got we've got some new uh, sound effects today. Ooh, yes, That's indeed. exciting, you know. So I'm super excited to have you joining us today. I'm Corey Mosley, and I'm joining... Oh. Okay, turn hot. that up, Willie. <laughs> well, you know who that was. That was none other than Willie H. over there, uh... Getting real freestyle. We might have to turn the levels down on <laughs> on that. That that took my eardrum out. But uh, super excited as always to have LG 007. Lon Graham is here with us today. It's good to see. You. Good to be here, Corey. Yeah, Voice Lon Graham's getting of reason. Lon, Lon uh, what was that? <laughs> Voice of reason. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Voice of reason. Yes, I love it. I love it. I love it. Lon, uh, LG 007 starting to get a little fan mail. He doesn't even <laughs> he doesn't even know about it yet. Uh, I think that voice of reason thing is catching on there. Like, you know, there we go. We're like, we like that guy, you know, it all, it, it, it would be, you know, Oh, you know, we love what you're doing, Corey, but yeah, we like that, that <laughs> like that LG. I, my goal here is to get, I want you walking down the street. I want you walking down the street and have someone yell out LG 007. <laughs> Like I was accosted one time at the Publix. Were you really? Uh, yeah, when I was on when I was closing Virginia this morning, and I'm walking into the grocery store, and some woman in her car drives by, rolls down the window, and yells out Virginia this morning. Oh man! And I'm like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I like hit it with the wave, and then and we keep going. So, well, listen, we are super excited <laughs> to have you with us here for another episode. And you know, as always, I like to thought I like to start just by being thankful. Um, for, you know, for this ride, for what we set out to do here, I'm still in the infant, infant stages, um, of things in terms of episodes and, you know, these type of things, but growth, you know, these, these charts are, are pretty cool. Uh, these charts are pretty cool where you just see like these little spikes. Oh my that's, goodness. That's the people listening. That's wow, the, that's, yeah, that's viewers and listeners. And so none of that happens without the people that are listening. So please continue to listen, like share, and we're going to continue to try to entertain, educate, motivate, inspire, and activate. That's an activate. important one right that's there. That's a yeah. good one. Yeah. yeah I mean, a lot of people get motivated, right? right. And then they don't do anything. Right. <laughs> then, then, you know, people can get excited. Right. They don't do anything. But if you're not truly activated, activation is the only path to action. Right. And I just made that up. I like that right there. Yeah, well, it's a good Acti- thing this is recorded. I like yes. <laughs> I don't have to write that down. That's, right. That's good. That's good. All right. So today's topic we're talking about. Now, in all fairness, just because I also get, you know, people find it funny that, you know, I make everything a surprise for you right. in terms of our in terms of our topics. In all fairness. I did ask you, I said, hey, what do you think we should talk about? Right. And you did not come up with anything. Well, I was so surprised <laughs> that I was unprepared. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, I'm like, okay, let's roll. We'll talk. We'll figure it out. We'll walk in, sit down. And you got used to it. So I threw, right, I, I exactly. threw a curveball at you. Exactly. 
there's a button coming. I feel like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, get loose, get loose with the uh, sound effects there. You were Phil Necro knuckleball at me right there. Now, also, we we have a studio audience. Oh my god, we have a studio audience today, which is really <laughs> which is really exciting. Uh, so I'm just gonna shout out. I'm just gonna shout out our studio audience member and our guest. Uh, I'm just gonna say hello. I'm not gonna say any names. Cause she's shy, uh, but we're we're always happy to have a uh, studio audience. Uh, we'll be expecting claps and uh, <laughs> woohoo! Yeah, okay. all right, oh, we got some. <laughs> okay, all right. all right, thank you. All right, but I don't want to encourage studio audience under <laughs> 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 no circumstances. But this is a special guest with us. Yeah. All right, so I did just for the record, I did give you the opportunity you, to you get did. involved in that process. Uh, you. We're shocked and didn't come up with anything. Right. So now we're back to you're gonna you're gonna hear it right now. So what's actually funny though is of course we title the people know because we title it in the name of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the cat is got out of the bag already because the name of the episode is what we're talking right. about. But right. whatever, I still like it this way. Right. It's still it's still exciting to me. But today we are talking about how how to successfully work with freelancers okay inside your business okay because a lot of times of course we don't not everyone has the luxury of having a ton of staff having a ton of people right. working in their business oh great i just love to hire 10 people right. that's not very practical for financial reasons for a host of reasons right. even depending on how your business works and of course now we are in the gig economy Right. Somebody sent me a number, some crazy number, like 38 million people are considered gig workers or, or freelance or part of the gig economy, which wow. means basically working for themselves in some capacity um, and, and supporting themselves as freelancers. Yeah. The, the, and the workforce number is it, the, those numbers are just going to continue to grow. Right. And really that the way that works is having a specialty skill right. that now you can offer to the marketplace yes. right at scale. So, for a lot of solopreneurs, a lot of small business owners, bringing in outside help in the form of freelancers um, is not only super cost effective, but it could be the make or break difference between doing that. The problem is, you're smiling. I don't know why yet. <laughs> the problem is, I think there's a lot of mistakes made in that process. I've been working with freelancers for 18 years, I would Lord say. Lord have mercy. <laughs> <laughs> so Love it. there's a lot of mistakes made in that process. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, you know, obvious mistakes like let's just hire the cheapest provider. Right. Right. Oh, you know what? You can build. Oh, Joe Blow can build the website for $25. Why am I going to pay $2,500? <laughs> that's just dumb. <laughs> he's really loose with he the. Uh, locked yeah, in. he's really loose with, there the, with it there. So I think. So I want to have some practical conversation about that too. Okay. So not only from the standpoint of, of recruiting and being open to how you look at who you're hiring. Right. You know, if you're using sites like Fiverr or Upwork.com. Um, which I've been on, I've been on Upwork, I think 13 years. I worked okay. with a host of people there. Okay. Most of them, great people. There's right. been some disasters, but you want to make sure you're utilizing the mechanisms that they have in place, like the ratings, like the reviews, like right. the assessments of the skill set. Um, also, and I'm kind of jumping into the things, but also what you're asking to make sure that they can actually do that. 
Right. I literally we we I outsourced something last week, okay. something that was technical, and I'd used up work. And you know, I do interviews. Like you submit if you've never been through, you submit proposals okay. and then you can review the proposals, and I will ping someone and say, Hey, let's do a video chat because I want to know, you know, right. I want to talk, I have some questions. And <laughs> the woman came on and nice lady. Right. And we're talking about the software that I need. Like, the ask was very specific. Okay. I need you to do this in this software. You need to be an expert in this software. So we get on, and I'm like, okay, great. So tell me about some projects you've done in this software. Right. Oh, well, you know what? I was on the website. It looks fairly easy to use. (laughs) (laughs) I've done a ton of these types of things before. Right. So I said, oh, and now. People who know me or see me on video, I do not play poker. I like blackjack and stuff in the casino, but I cannot play poker right. because my facial expressions would never allow me. Like, you know, if I had a great hand or a terrible hand, like my face tells right. everything. And I'm on video with this woman and I'm doing everything I can to not like hang up. Right. Because I'm like, wait, I just want to be clear. You So you've never actually used the software right. that I said specifically in the proposal that you need to know how to use. Right. Oh, yeah, you know, but I, I clicked around. I went in. I did like a free thing, free account. It, you know, I, I think I can help you out with this. Right. So let me ask you a question. How are you going to know if there are parts of the service or system that could be helpful to the project if you're tinkering around with, like, I'm not going to pay for you to train right on the software to help me but what was weird about it not that it completely went over her head is the fact that she didn't see the problem with what i was proposing right well probably and you know perspective is everything right yeah so you are probably the one person out of 10 that (laughs) who asked the question well, I don't, I'm not saying ask the question, but speci- may have specifically said, this is what I want you to use, and I have an expectation that you've used it. And other people often- But it was will, in the proposal. I get it. Other people will often say, though, okay, well, if you think you can do it, then let's give it a shot. Who would say, okay, that goes on the stupid list when we talk about- Tips for successfully working with freelancers in your business. Don't hire experimental freelancers. Well, that's exactly right, because you wouldn't hire an experimental employee. Right. But what I so so if you tell me, so I worked with a woman for years uh, on the creative side, did a lot of creative stuff for us. Right. Um, Now, she was Spike Lee's former creative director of his agency in New York. Right. So she was new to freelancing. Right. But obviously she had a portfolio, so that would make sense, right? Right. But she would have never got on with me and said, you know, I just I got a certificate in Adobe, <laughs> uh, and I'd love to take on developing all of your workbooks and all of your branding um, fresh out of Adobe certification. Not school. <laughs> Adobe certification. Like, I got a certificate. Right. And now I'd love to take on this this project because, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to eat. Right. Trying to get my freelancing business off. Right, so, exactly. yeah, that's step number one. Right. D- d- let's not go with your cousin's sister's brother's uncle's nephew who, you know, was able to 
set up a bike and now he th- you know what i mean right. who just changed your time yeah so i think yeah i think that's kind of like step one right, right. you don't so in freelance i mean you don't want to i know a guy right. right unless you're talking about you know a, a reference of someone right. who did the work but she didn't think there was anything wrong with that so i thought that was crazy so i think number one clear communication like we agree on that so right, if you're going to take on a freelancer bring freelancers into your business um, you have to communicate clearly you don't want to be in a rescue, you've heard me talk about rescue hires before, right. right? So now I might be hiring you for your expertise, but I still have to have some idea. Now, I'm not talking about a freelance consultant. I'm talking about a service provider of like some sort, right? Maybe you're going to, so social media is on fire right now, right? People who are experts in that, people right. who are going to optimize your stuff better than it's ever been optimized on earth. Right. right. Or they're, they're a YouTube expert. They're an SEO expert, uh, what, graphic designer, those types of things. Right. Well, you got to be able to understand what that expectation is. Now, I, I, you could take advice, but you've got to be able to lead that process. Right. And I have this conversation a lot when it comes to websites in particular. There's a million people that can build your website. Some people will do it for $100, right? right. They're happy to have their business. Maybe they're overseas or whatever. Right. But it's not just a website. A, web, a website's a website. It's a website. Right. Right. So there are different levels of skill set that go into that process. 100%. And what I say to people a lot of times is a lot of people that can build your website, but the skill set is how to structure a website properly so that it is effective. And that's a whole nother process, whether, whether you're a story brander, you're from that right. tribe of, of development or, or, you know, different people have their different frameworks, but you going, Hey, I like, uh, here's my logo. My colors are purple right. and, um, you know, tell people we're great. Well, they'll do that for $2. Right. And then you're going to go, oh, my website doesn't generate any leads. <laughs> we don't get any activity. We looked at our Google Analytics. We've got two visitors a month. Right. One of them's you because the IP <laughs> address is not programmed and not paying, right? So, and, and your family that you've got checking right. it out. But that's an area where you, you still have to be prepared to clearly uh, communicate. Defining the project goals, the expectations, the deliverables, and then establishing what that communication cadence is going to be. Can't right. hire a freelancer, and that's why I hired them to do their work and never, never checking in. Right. You can't just say, here, go run with it. Right. And tell me when you're done. No, you build trust over a period of time. I have people that have worked for me and that have freelanced for me for years. Right. So now I don't get into, hey, go do what you do, right? right? But then in those early stages, and I don't really care at the end of the day, this is your business and you're the client. So it's important why you want to set those expectations and, and, and be clear up front is also so there's no miscommunication. Right. I had a conversation with, 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 a, with somebody we're freelancing with, and he's like, you know, I told you that it would take 10 days to do this. So I wrote him back. <laughs> I said, first, we're going to slow down here, buckaroo. <laughs> Hold on, buckaroo. Oh, I didn't even know that I said oh, that. That, that was awesome. great. Yeah, that I didn't even so know good. you had that. that so so I said, slow down, buckaroo. Right. First off, I was checking in. I did not say, you're behind. Right. Where's my stuff? You're out of time. I'm just doing a check-in. Do you have everything you need? How are things going? Anything? Any? any did you run into anything I don't know about? Right. Right. 
I got a man. You got to manage that expectation and also not be bullied because freelancers can try to bully you too right. or hold you hostage. I mean, okay, I'm going to tell a quick story, <laughs> please. So, because <laughs> when you're talking about these things, color commentary <laughs> is very important. So, it was years ago, probably 15 years ago. We had a guy build a website. And it was a guy I knew and worked with. He was a website developer. I liked his work. I wanted to build us a website. So he built the website. Website live. Everything's fine. In the middle of the day, just before we're getting ready to send out this big email to promote a workshop we were doing, an automotive workshop we were doing, okay. the website goes blank. Not down. I want to give you a distinction. Not the website's down like server error. Right. It's blank. You go there and it's just blank. Okay. So we're like, what's going on? What's going on? So the, I, there was an IT guy in the building where, where we were doing business. This guy used to work for the company. He went on to go work for another company and was freelancing. So okay. he, I couldn't go right to him. But I went to the IT guy in our building and I said, man, do you see what happened with, the, with our site? Any idea? He knows the guy. He said, yeah, he always puts time bombs so he had worked with some people in the past and he didn't, he'd done work and didn't get paid. Okay. So he started building into his websites, these timers. So that if something happened, like if you didn't pay him and you're like, ha I got the website now, it would, it, the timer would go off and it would kill your website. Wow. So the problem here is he had been paid. Right. And had been paid months ago. Right. He forgot to turn off Ooh. the thing. Right. So we found out where he was. This is in my gangster day. So this is when I was in New Jersey. Uh, so we knew we knew where he worked. It was about 30 minutes from where our offices were at the okay. time. Myself and my vice president at the time got in my car and we drove to his office, his workplace, not his company, his right. workplace with cubicles and everything in there. Okay. And we rolled, we rolled up in there. And I'm telling you, we're walking through that office in these cubicles saying his name because we don't know how to right. where he is. We don't know what cubicle he's in. Right. So we're, we're saying, you know, it's so-and-so here. Where's so-and-so? Where's so-and-so? And you see this, you see this guy shoot up. And he's like, what are you? He's freaking out because obviously we're at his workplace. Right. But we're not, I don't have time to play around here. Right. So he's like, oh, you know, see, he's, he's shook. As we say, he's, he's shook. So he's like, gets us. He's like, Oh, let's go outside. Let's go outside. We go out, you know, we go out in the hallway of the office building. He's like, what are you guys doing here? I'm like, dude, our site exploded. He's like, Oh, Oh man, I forgot to, I forgot to turn it off. I said, dude, we were literally getting ready to push, uh, push a button for a major promotion. We were doing right. for our workshop. Like that was a core income opportunity for us to fill our workshops back then. So like if had I pushed that link, and people would have gone to the landing page or gone to see what to, for right. registrations. We would have had a real problem. So I said, I don't. He's like, oh, you know, I can. I got to go home. My computer's at home. I can I do? No, you need to stop. You need to leave right now. I don't care. Right. To, uh, tell him your house is on fire. Right. <laughs> oh, so he was at the place where he they where paid he him to work. Yeah, he was and at he his was job. doing this on the side. Yeah, it was free after hours. I didn't right. care. He did it right, but we knew where he where he worked. Oh my so God. we went in there, rolled in, right. looking, calling out his name, right. uh, and and got him to come out, and then had this conversation. And said, "You need to go home right now. 
tell them you're tell them somebody's broken into your house. I don't care what you say, <laughs> right. but you need to stop right now. Go home and turn this thing back on. And right. it did. Um, I don't exactly know why that story was appropriate, but <laughs> but it made me think about a freak. Because in, in, in all seriousness, that was a horror story, right? That right. was a horror story for affecting the business. I had a luxury that other people didn't have. I knew how to touch the freelancer. Right. Reach out and touch someone. <laughs> I knew how to do that. A lot of us are outsourcing. We're working with people overseas, right? Other coasts, West Coast, you're on East Coast. You don't have that luxury. So picking the right service provider and picking the right freelancer and working with the right people in your business is is super important. Um, so clear communication, being detailed, right? Also setting realistic timelines. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think, you know, so that story was a very specific example of the person developing your website for you. Um, I think, too, we've got to think about it in terms of ongoing relationships, right? A lot of small businesses, solopreneurs, individual business owners, consultants, coaches, in order to maximize their revenue generating time, Mm -hmm. they will hire virtual assistants. Mm -hmm. And I think that's also a place where, you want to create and establish, okay, these are the roles. These are the things I want you to be able to do. This is how we're going to check in, whether it's once a week, a couple times a week, we're going to talk. Because to your point, some of the people are in the Philippines where right. I was born. You can't mm-hmm. just get on a plane and go fly over to the Philippines. Right. Or they're in France or in Germany or in Colombia. They could be anywhere in the world. Right. India. Yep. They could be anywhere in the world. So you can't just show up on their doorstep and start calling their name. Right. So, that was a very specific activity that somebody was setting up for you. Right. But there's, there's people that we hire as freelancers to do specific roles for a specific number of hours mm-hmm, or specific mm-hmm. duties. And I think the important thing is you talked about it, establishing expectations and establishing clear lines of communication. How often, how regularly, what are you, what are you talking about? Right. Just because you're hiring somebody to do some freelance work, doesn't mean that you don't have the same expectations That's right. of interviewing them like you would if you were hiring them to be an employee. That's right. You want to you want to go through that same process. Now, how you engage with each other and work together is different, and you do it because it's more cost effective to hire a freelancer. What do you think about the What do you think about the conversation about price? Um, this default because you know typically what happens, right? Right. I'm going to work with a freelancer. I'm trying to save money. I'm trying to spend money. I'm trying to conserve where I grow my business and people default, right? They go on Fiverr and they go price. They right. go what they're looking for and they, and they set the filter right. or on an Upwork, right? We look at the proposals and we're looking at, you know, the hourly rate or if it's a fixed bid, we're looking right. at the bid and then we're eliminating people. What, right. what do you think about price mistakes or people's approach to, to what they're willing to invest or not, or, or choosing the lower, lowest cost provider? Well, I think you're going to get, you know, the, the old saying, get what you pay mm-hmm. for is absolutely true. But I think you've got to decide your priorities before you start hiring people to do extra work, to do freelance work or extra right. work. Make decisions about what are the most important things. And if you've got to go for the cheapest solution out there, mm-hmm. maybe you don't need that right now. Right. Maybe you need to focus on other things and invest in things that can generate some revenue so that you can then add freelancers later doing other things. And listen, here's the gift and a curse. If you're somebody that's just starting a freelancer business, you're probably not going to like this statement that I'm right. going to make here. But the reality of it is if you're in business right now and you're looking to bring in freelancers, that vetting process has to be strong. Correct. You, you might not be in a position to risk an unknown. Right. Right. And because that can be dangerous. So not great 
if you're somebody who's trying to get your first project started. Right. But the truth is, many of us don't have any time for mistakes. We can't right. afford the mistakes to be made or somebody that's trying to figure it out. Right. Um, that doesn't have the track record. You know, I look at certain things, like particularly with Upwork, <clears throat> because I spend so much time there. You know, if your project success rate is not in the 90s, you're automatically disqualified. Okay. Now, I guess an 86 is a B in college somewhere. Right. But, like, I'm not even, I don't care what happened. Maybe it wasn't your fault. Maybe somebody wrote you a bad review. I don't have time to unpack why you've got a 76% success rate. Right. Right. You were wronged. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not even getting a look. Well, and, and what you just did, Corey, was you said, this is something that's important criteria. to me. Yeah. This is my priority. This is my criteria. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really the example that we want people to take from this is establish your criteria and establish what you want to get out of this right? and and what you think is important so yeah. that when you talk to the person, you can, you can define what right. that is and you can get it. And vet to your level of comfort. I'm not saying... Like, I don't need you to download a 27-point checklist here. Right. Right? Vet to your level of comfort. But what you you need to make sure it's not amateur hour. Right. Right. These are critical stages, particularly in an environment where everyone now wants to be a freelancer of some capacity. Right. Right? What is that, what is that skill set? You know, when we talk to people about media and, and how to do media, well, I can do that confidently because of a history of doing that. Right. Right. So, you know, if I want to talk about how to perform well on TV, well, being on TV (laughs) might help you be qualified to do that. Right. And that's what you have to be out, be be in the lookout for. You know, there's this world of, you don't really have to know how to do everything or you don't have to really know how to do the thing to teach the thing or like all of that kind of stuff there. But You got to be on the lookout for that. So vet to your level of comfort, which is you don't need to see a hundred examples of somebody's work. Maybe you've looked at two or three and you're like, Hey, I like this. I like, I like how they, they did this Instagram channel. I like how they set that mm-hmm. up. Or here's some examples of campaigns they've run for your marketing mm-hmm. or even virtual assistant. Right. right. Here, I want some examples. Right. Here are my typical tasks. How would you handle this? Right. You know? Yeah. Well, and, and get them to talk through that for sure. And I think, you know, I, I use baseball examples a lot in mm. the levels of baseball and the levels of expertise. So in the major leagues, there's A ball, double A ball, triple A ball in the major leagues. And that's professional baseball. Know where you need that person to be when you're hiring them as a freelancer. You may not need to pay for everybody as a professional baseball player. Right. But you do need somebody that's good enough to play double A ball. You do need somebody who's done it who's competed at a certain level and can demonstrate to you that the work that they do is going to be what you need them to be able to do. Yes. And that's where you find your balance and talent and what you're willing to pay for it. So I think that's a great point. So fundamentally speaking here, some of the things we're talking about, right? Price. You can't, no matter what your budget, you can't just default to the, what you want is highest value. Correct. For price. Yes. Right. Not lowest price. Do not default to that because you're going to set yourself up for right. trouble. I know major corporations that bid out the business, went with the lowest purse. Uh, I know a software company that bid out the work, went with the lowest provider to save money. That was a train wreck. Right. Then had to go back to, had to go to Microsoft <laughs> and hire them. So 
want you you know what that costs. Right. And they ended up spending double what they were quoted by Microsoft originally to go back and fix where they thought they were saving money. Well, they had to fix a mistake. Because, <laughs> Correct. Right. So, that's right. just so, dumb. <laughs> yeah, that, that's just dumb. Exactly. That is true. So, so when we look at our perspective on price, to vet to your level of comfort, um, and unless you're very well established and can take the risk, you got to be looking for people who really have a good track record right. um, in that particular area. Communicate clearly. Here's another interesting one. Okay. Because you talk, you you said this earlier, right? Just because they're freelancers, you know, that doesn't make them non-employees to a certain extent, right? right. Not by the tef- technical definition, right? But they're still they still have a specific job function that they're doing within your organization. So recognize and appreciate. Yes. If you treat that freelancer purely as disposable and as a commodity. Right. Then you're never going to get the extra, someone going the extra mile, someone right. taking taking extra care, because right. you've also created an environment where they feel disposable. That's the word is disposable. Mm. If you, and that's the perfect word to use, Corey, if you treat them like they're not a part of the overall success of your organization, if you treat them like, oh, I'll just, I'll talk to you when I need you. Right. Oh, you know, I'm I'm going to be demeaning or demanding, and I'm not going to be encouraging and recognize the good work that you do. Right. You know, you've got to be able. They're still human beings. They're still people. You've got to be engaging with them, encouraging to them, and supportive to them along the way. I mean, you can't coach them up and say, "Hey, I like this part of it, but I'd like you to do this differently." Mm-hmm. You know, you do that to an employee, right? Or you do that with an employee. Sure. Why wouldn't you do the same thing? To max, you're still dealing with people, even though they're a contractor and they're not a part of your benefits plan, right. which is which is a large part of why you're hiring them, mm. is so that they don't have to be part of your benefits plan and they can be temporary for a specific job or a specific role. Right. But treat them, you know, they're not disposable. And I think that word is a, is really, really important. If you treat them like you can throw them away, you're going to get throwaway work. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that becomes a separator. Yeah. Um, particularly where, I mean, you know, as much as as much as freelancers need you, you need freelancers. Right. So you also don't want to be the situation where you're, you know, where where they don't want to work with you, right. or like they have options. They're bidding. Someone bids on a freelance proposal that I put out. They're probably bidding on a hundred. Right. And and looking to see what shakes out of that. Right. Right. And so I I want that preference. I had confidence. You know, if I was working with a certain person and hey, something extra came up or something popped up or. You know, I needed something maybe past what they were were, were doing. Right. Um, many times they would do the extra. It's not like they were doing it for free, but like going the extra mile or going outside of that. Or I got something on a Saturday when that wasn't right. the expectation. You know right. that I was going to get done. So I think recognition and appreciation goes a long way, and that works in relationships. <laughs> that works at, at work. That works right. with freelancers. But right. a lot of times that's an, I, I don't see that that is something that is part of most people's fabric. So when I hear the, the bad stories or, you know, so-and-so left me in the lurch, um, they didn't deliver. You know, we had a client who she hired a college kid to edit videos. Right. He got busy with school. Right. The videos didn't get done. Then his 
something happened. His laptop was damaged. Right. All her videos were gone. They were lost. Oh, no. The hard drive was damaged. I oh. fell out of his backpack, dropped it down the stairs, whatever. Right. right. You're trying to save money. Maybe trying to give someone opportunity. Like, I understand all the heartstring stuff, you know, right. young college kid, get, you know, put a few dollars in his pocket, get some work out of him. Well, right. none of that mattered when 50, I think it was like 50 videos were lost. Oh, my goodness. Right. That now had to be redone, now had to do all that. Right. Versus a professional video editor, freelancer. Right. And those are those those are those points. Now your business is behind. That's why it's mission critical. Right. When we talk about what you will do in these freelance situations. Well, I think it goes back to like you talked about the combination of making decisions based on value. Mm. And value is really what do I need to accomplish? And then how much is my budget to pay for that? Right. And you find so but you start with what do I need to accomplish? And then you look for things that are in your budget to be able to do that. Right. Instead of just saying, oh, okay, there's the bottom. Let's go. Let's yeah. go to the, because you know, you, if you're buying it, let's say you're buying a ticket on a, um, on a resale to go to an event, whether it's a concert or mm -hmm. a sporting event mm -hmm. or something like that. When you're buying those tickets, when you go to those websites, they always show up with the lowest price first. That you right. may be sitting in the highest furthest right. seat away sure. from the stage. That may be just to get in the door. That's not what you I want. I don't know what's happening, but something's happening <laughs> on that stage. Right, there's some noise. <laughs> I hear some noise. That there's looks like Beyonce. I see. <laughs> right, exactly. I well, see some beads moving, but I can't. Right? <laughs> well, I, I think, though, that, that, you know, the the point that you made is going back to the college kid who tripped and fell and dropped their computer and yeah. all that. You know, you're paying for that level of, of professionalism. Well, that's what the level of professionalism you're going to get. Decide what level of professionalism you need first, right? And then decide what your budget will allow. Now, I mean, the whole nature of freelancing, there's a there's a risk to it all, right? right? I, I've had someone in the middle of a project say, you know, my real passion. This is true. <laughs> I'm not making this up. You know, my real passion, Corey, is to be a yogi, a yoga instructor, yogi, and um, I've got an opportunity to go do some yoga instruction for a company, so I'm going to go do that. Okay. Like, no worries. I'm uh, something's coming. <laughs> Go ahead, let it roll. Hold on, Buckaroo. <laughs> so, but it's like, okay. I mean, you know, go do you, as they say. But gonna need that PDF first, right. <laughs> like, because that's not what we're gonna do. Right. So, so, um, so what's interesting is we said that to, we said that, but then the next thing I'm gonna talk about is the idea of independence okay right so so check in set expectations and then check in on those expectations but many times when you've hired a freelancer which is supposed to be a professional in a certain niche of some right. sort niche niche whatever you like you also don't want to micromanage them that's probably part of the reason why they became a freelancer. <laughs> There's a level of truth to that, for you sure, know, 100. I mean, I, I think you know, just from that whole perspective, right? The right. the micromanagement of situation can really put a lot of stress on on, on things, right? You know, Willie H loves loves nothing more <laughs> than when I pull up a stool <laughs> next to the next, production next, station. Right. Yeah, he loves nothing more than when right. he sees me pull that. He hears that. Uh, he hears that stool coming over right. and see you sit down what was yay. that yay <laughs> <laughs> he loves nothing more than when that happens right, right. um so 
that's the other side of the pendulum is right. you want people to be able to do their work. Just set the check-ins, set the right. expectations. Um, so it's not because as an entrepreneur, if you've hired a freelancer to do something, chances are you're counting on it to, it's an important part, right? Right. So the last thing you want to do is to also be sitting around twiddling your thumbs, wondering how it's going. Right. So instead of making it random, that's why we want to have the check-ins. Correct. But you also don't want to be sending an email every day. How are we doing? Right. How are we doing? How's it going? Right. Or worse, you're connected on Slack or some other communication. Mm. Like, hey, just checking in. Did you get that done yet? Right. Where you at? Send me what you got. Right. Well, and that's going to drive a freelancer crazy. Well, it's going to drive you crazy too. Because Some people like that. Yeah, well, you know, it is going to drive a freelancer crazy. It is going to drive somebody that you've contracted to work with crazy, uh, or that's kind of that you've contracted to do work with you crazy. I mean, you've the reason you hired a professional is to do something mm-hmm. that you're not qualified to do, right? Or you don't have the time to do. So liberate yourself, yes, and go do the work that you're. Go make the money. Go do the things that drive revenue in your business, and. Like you said, schedule when you talk to these people and then hear that schedule, yep. prioritize that schedule because they're going to prioritize it too. If you do that 100% and those excellent points, as always, the voice of reason, <laughs> LG 7 two things I want to, I want to wrap together, okay. um, which is also, you know, be transparent on the payment terms. Okay. I see a lot of things fall apart there. Yeah. Um, and I'm tying the payment terms with the use of contracts. Okay. Right. So that everybody's on the same page. Sure. Um, there's a thing in the in, in the creative services, professional services world called scope, uh, scope creep. Right. Right. Um, where all of the sudden, you know, you've asked for a little of this, you asked for a little of that. And now you start to that, that thing mushrooms. Right. Um, and a lot of people, you know, you play both sides. Right? right. You're trying to get a little extra from your freelancer, but your freelance and your freelancer might want to give a little extra. Right. But. Once we get to the point where, you know, well, I never said I would do that or, and then now you're spinning your wheels. Oh, let me check the email. Let me look at this text message. See, that's not clean. That's messy. That's true. And just because we're talking about gig economy or we're talking about freelancing, that doesn't mean we have to abandon all the other principles of, of business and business dealings. Oh, we'll handle that later. Oh, you know, it's a handshake. (laughs) What did Jerry Maguire's dad say? Uh, not Jerry Maguire's dad. What did uh, Cush's dad say oh. to Jerry Maguire? My 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 handshake <laughs> is strong as oak. <laughs> Until he signed with Bob Sugar. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, then it was, oops, my bad. So let's not have, who was that, Dennis Quaid? Who, I can't remember who played this. Uh, mm, but but yeah. let's not have a Cush's dad right. <laughs> moment You know when it comes to that. So be clear mm. on what it is you're doing. Like literally in my consulting contracts, it says my responsibilities are dot, 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 dot. Right. Your responsibilities are dot, 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 dot. Right. It's not ambiguous. It's not buried in 62 paragraphs. Mm -hmm. It is called out specifically. In exchange for X, you will receive this, 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 and this. So if what there, this is, is not in your this right there's no conversation i mean there's no there's no miscommunication right at that point 
Well, and, and there's certainly opportunities to say, hey, if you want to look at re- redoing this, or if you want to look at expanding the scope of our business, let's look at redoing this agreement. Yep. Let's look at adding to it or amending it. But I think you you make such a good point is, and it goes back to it goes back to how are you working together? Clarity and expectations, right? Mm-hmm. If you had an employee. You would say, here are the things that we want. Here's what we'll provide you. Here are the things that we want you to accomplish while we're doing that. Just because they're not an employee doesn't mean you don't have clear expectations. Doesn't mean that you don't, again, they're people. Here's what we're looking for. Here's what we want you to accomplish. Here's what we're going to provide for you to be able to do that. Here's what you're going to get in return. And the other thing that I'll say to be careful about, though, is, is that be careful that you you make it manageable that you make it manageable too often we try and get so far into the weeds mm-hmm. that it becomes a 10 page agreement right and unless there's correct. a need for that correct um, make it as clean and as simple as possible make it a one to two page agreement and listen if confidentiality is a factor you need to account for that if, correct. There, if there's uh if you know you don't want to be in somebody's portfolio right Right. You need to account for that because all of a sudden you've shown up, you're showing up on somebody else's website where they're showing their work off. Right. If you don't agree with that or you've got something proprietary or you're not, you know, you need right. to ask those questions and kind of spell that out. Right. Right. And and not necessarily be in a rush. If you know you need to, to if you want to entertain engaging with freelancers, also don't be in a rush because mistakes get made right. when we go, I need this right now and I'm going to hire somebody in five minutes. First person that pings me back, right. they're getting hired. Right. Well, they might be the one that was freest because they do terrible work and right. no one wants to hire them right, right now. They're usually the ones. So they're that really the most- available. Right. <laughs> exactly. And they're going to do it for cheap. Right. Because they don't do it well. Right. And I just think there's a perspective there that we want to take. All right. Final thing before we get out of here. And you hit it just a second ago. So see, you kind of, you know, you know where we're going already, even if you like don't know where we're going. Voice in parallel of reason. For sure. The voice of reason. That's right. That's right. All right. Providing necessary resources. And you talked about it. Okay. Are there things that you, you need to make sure that the people that you're working with in that capacity have access to the tools, the software, any information that right. they need, right? You have to keep your responsibility too. Right. If you're going to get them some support documents, support materials, or give them some direction right. or an outline of things that you need to get done, you need to you need to meet your deliverable expectations right. so they can do their job. So it's, oh, hey, how long is this project going to take? Well, on our end, right. it takes seven days. Right. Now, I send you something I need you to review or comment on, and you don't pay any attention to it right. for a week then you cannot come back and go, what's taking so long? Right. Well, I think in one of the examples of freelance that you talked about in the very beginning mm. was uh, social media and search engine optimization. Right. And we both know a lot of professionals mm-hmm, that are mm-hmm. speakers and coaches and content providers, and they work with social media agencies and search engine optimization organizations. Sure. They're responsible to provide the content. Right. So the, you hire somebody to to broadcast your content. If you don't give them content to broadcast, right. that's what you're talking about. Make sure that if they need the people mm-hmm. that you hire as mm-hmm. freelancers or contractors need things from you to be able to be successful. Right. Make sure you commit to doing it too, because that goes back to how valuable or how important do you make this project that you've hired them for? Because mm-hmm. if you're not taking, if you're not providing them with it, they're thinking, well, it's not important to them. Why should it be important to me? Right. You're gonna you're gonna get put on their back burner, or you're gonna put or on their 
priority list as well. And and listen, bring them into your e- also. What is your ecosystem that you can bring right. them into? Right? right. We use Slack. You know, we we use Slack. Right. So freelancers that I work with, I have them join our join a Slack channel. Okay. Right to improve the communication right. or, or to, but that also goes back to making them feel you know right. part of the team and like right. so you can cover a lot of these bases. But now I have to do that, right? If I want right. you to have my email address uh, to communicate, I need to set that up. If you're going to be a virtual assistant, you're gonna now if I'm oh, if I'm dragging my feet on getting that done, you can't do your job, right? So we also have to look in the mirror and make sure that we are providing those necessary resources. Yeah, hundred percent. And and again, you're 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 working together, regardless yeah. of the professional relationship, whether it's an employee, whether it's a business partner or whether it's somebody that you've hired as a contractor, you're still working together and they're still people. So you've got to be able to create an environment where you can be maximally successful. And the way to do that is to fulfill the is to establish expectations and fulfill the commitments that you've made towards those expectations. 100%. When the church say amen. (laughs) (laughs) That was great timing. Willie H is getting really good at this. He is laughing. Wait. Hit the buttons, William. <laughs> <laughs> he is getting locked in. We have a whole episode dedicated to the uh, new medley that we have here. <laughs> but I think that's it. I think we hit the points. I, I think that freelancing is not going anywhere. And it's a, it's a, it's a necessary part of growth. It's actually right. a phenomenal opportunity right. Uh, for people both as a business, because you have people who, you know, have, have retired from certain things, people, you know, people who wanted to be in the work from home environment that didn't want to go back to the office and, and made some decisions that, you know, now with major corporations, you know, telling people they got to come back. Some people want to go in a different direction, or you've spent a number of years acquiring a certain skill that now is in demand. Right. Right. So it's such a tremendous opportunity for the provider But then what a great opportunity now to have an open marketplace to source my needs, you know, without the full-time commitment or the full-time expense. Right. It it, it can be a very beautiful thing, depending on how you look at it. But as a business owner, being able to do that, it's a tremendous. But we got to make sure we're hiring good people, not because we're driven by our experiences. Mm. And the problem is... If I have a bad experience because I bought on price, didn't ask good questions, I didn't vet to my level of comfort, I didn't clearly communicate, I didn't, I didn't have the right contract that spelled, uh, that spelled out what was supposed to be done, right. it ends in conflict. I know people in small claims court and all these different things, right? Uh, uh, you know, Google, bad Google reviews, all these different right. things that are going on. Now I'm sour. Right. So the next time, you know, somebody, I, you know, I, I, I'm, coaching someone and calling somebody, Hey, you know, we need to, I think you need to outsource X. Oh no, Corey. I, I, I tried that outsourcing stuff before it doesn't work. Right. Right. Because you did all of those things wrong. Right. Right. Now I'm going to go to my database and everybody, this podcast, you know, that they need to hear that's had like bad, like that, that is having trauma from having bad experiences. But part of it isn't the people. There's a lot of great people. And I've worked with a lot of great people in 20 right. years. Um, it is though, and I, but I have also gotten better at vetting and, you know, I ask specific questions because a lot of times you get templated answers back, right. you know, Oh, thank you. We would love to work with you. Insert, yeah. insert company name. Uh, you know, we have read your specifications that are very right. confident. We at insert name, right? 
So I ask specific questions. Right. Um, so I've gotten a lot better at how I vet, what I require, what I look for. Um, and that will come over time. But I'm but going into it with a game plan to begin with is really step one. Well, and you know, let's go in a completely different direction and go into the kitchen for a minute. If you're making a meal, you're going to get all the ingredients and put them all together first. Mm. If you don't put them together the way the recipe describes it, you're not going to expect the meal to come out the way the recipe says it's going to come out. Right. Same thing. As you vet potential freelancers or contractors, when you set everything up right up front, you have the best opportunity to get the best experience and, and have the best product on the other side of it. So cre- what we're talking about today in all of this is, is really create a system and a way for yourself that you can give yourself the best opportunity to be successful in working with anybody and especially people that you're hiring temporarily or to work on a temporary project or as a freelancer or as a contractor. 100%. All right, we're going to leave it there. I hope, as always, that you found this valuable as you start to work with freelancers or want to make them a better part or want to improve maybe your relationships or your strategies for acquiring them. That was the goal today. Yep. Uh, hopefully, the goal was mission accomplished, I think. Um, there were some great insights there. And, you know, listen, every now and again, you gotta if you got to hop in the car and go <laughs> see somebody, you know, that ain't doing the right thing. Sometimes that's what you got to do for sure. So, um you know, I want to close with how we open with, with, is that great, that, that thank you. Yeah. So thank you for those who continue to stream, who continue to be part of this growing audience of the grow business podcast and this movement, um, that we're doing really to, to educate. Um, so it's because of you that we're able to keep doing this and that we're encouraged to, to keep, uh, putting out these episodes. And, um, so as long as the long as the charts continue <laughs> to do this, we'll be here. Right. Uh, you can count on that. I'm Corey Mosley. And who are you? Lon Graham. Lon Graham. This has been another episode of the Grow Business Podcast. We will see you next week. And we're going out. And we're going out. Yes. There was a little uh, outro delay there. Yeah. I didn't know what was happening. But it was like, are you finished? Right. Make sure you're finished right. before I start moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. As, as we get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. That's it. I'll get you out of here on this. <laughs> that's it. That's a longer mix now. That's right. That's good. I'll tell you what, Five William. Five more minutes. We were dropping, dropping some hits today, and they were good. Yeah. They were very good. Surprises. Keep it the surprises. He did. He did. All right, now he definitely get in. <laughs> Man, it's kind of long. <laughs>